written review on the CheapWineFinder.com website and a mini podcast for the Dark Horse Brute Sparkling Wine. Um, Dark Horse is one of Gallo's many, many, many labels. Um, uh, they're the largest uh, American winery. They have they have holdings, like vineyard holdings throughout California, some of the best vineyards they own. They have a lot going on. And you probably drank Gallo wines and didn't even know it. If you just check out their website and, and see their labels, it's, there's a ton of them. This is a Chardonnay-based sparkling wine, and they don't tell you too much about it. You don't even get to know if it's made in the traditional method, uh, which is how they make champagne, or it's made in the Charmat method, which is how they make Prosecco. Uh, this should be a bubbly in the $10 to $15 range, depending on sale and what have you. So I don't really care one way or the other as long as they do it right. And they did do it right. Um, I kind of think of Charmat, but I'm not positive. Uh, you can kind of tell by the teeny tiny bubbles that are really, 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 really energetic. And that's what it has here, but it's not that yeasty. And another thing is if it's in the champagne method, you know, champenois method or the traditional method, they normally have that plastered all over the bottle. And here they don't do much of anything. The wines that are in the Charmat, they, for some reason, they just don't like broadcast that. But that's beside the point because this is a really nice, uh, Chardonnay-based uh, sparkling wine bubbly. Um, it's sleek. It's lean. It's got this salty, nutty thing on the mid-palate. It's got really balanced acidity. Uh, it'll have you grabbing your glass and taking another sip. It's kind of dangerous in that regard because you will be drinking a lot of this because it goes down um, very, very easy. Uh, that was me just taking another sip. Which brings me to my point here. Uh, if you want to get the tasting notes and whatever, it's on the cheapwinefinder.com website. In my opinion, the best segment of value-priced wines is sparkling wine. Um, one reason is because the science behind it is kind of perfected. The The equipment behind it is everywhere. They've got it down to where... The, the, the traditional method, the uh, champagne method, used to be really hands-on and extensive, and it's, it can take a year and a half at least to make that. The Charmette method is quicker, but you need to spend a lot of money on these autoclaves, these you know huge uh, vats that are pressure pressurized and to keep the bubbles in. But nowadays, the equipment's everywhere. The um, Things are automated. You don't need the hands-on thing. It's They're much easier to do. And the grapes, you can get away with a lot because they're fermenting the grapes twice. The, everything's being manipulated. Everything's going to a kind of flavor profile. So they're going to get what they want from the grapes. And it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, you, the vineyard can be kind of a blank canvas. And since it's being fermented twice, being heavily manipulated, they normally, when they do these sparkling wines, they do them very dry, and then they add um, sweeter wines to it to get the desired sweetness. You can you can start out dry and then sweeten it up, but you can't start out sweet and dry it up. So it's kind of an easier way to make wine. Uh, you you can you can decide what it's going to be ahead of time, and that's what it's going to be because of the of the manipulation of the grapes. 
So you get people who know what they're doing and have the right equipment, they can make a good wine all the time. Now, the champagne houses were very, very expensive. They have been perfecting their house style for uh, decades, centuries maybe. So where they, how they do it, when and where and how, and you're buying that, that these, all this knowledge of how to do it. But that's not what's going on in the value price. You're just getting, you know, what the winemaker wants, but you're getting crisp, clean, solid bubbles. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. And everybody's doing it. You don't need to be, uh, you don't need the best vineyards in the world. You need good grapes, like always. But you need know-how more than you need great grapes. And that's why bubbly, even the cheapest bubblies, are usually pretty much fun. Um, sometimes I think some like cavas can be awful acidic, total acid bombs. They're hard to, to, uh, drink on their own, but when they made them in, uh, Spain, they were making them to have them with, um, seafood and, you know, the local dishes. And this, if you, they're usually too far one way uh, over with acidity because when you eat them, it bounces out around here. We're usually not having seafood with our bubblies, at least in Chicago, because, um, we don't have that many seafoods around here. We got, we got fish in Lake Michigan, but I don't know about who eats it, but there you go. Um, bubbly is the cheapest and best wine out there. If you ask me for value price wine and this dark horse, um, brute is a pretty good tasting wine. So there you go. Uh, subscribe on wherever you get in like on wherever you get your podcasts and whatever. And this is Dave over and out. And until the next time, uh, thanks for listening. Adios. Bye-bye.